Welcome to the Flow and Freedom Show. I'm your host, Avril Anderson, coach, mentor, and guide for multi-passionate female entrepreneurs who are ready to let go of the BS around what building a business should look like and create a scalable, thriving, soul-aligned business that balances the divine feminine and divine masculine energies within. Hello, 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 my lovelies. I need to come on and talk to you today about hiring a dream team because when I'm having conversations with all you beautiful lovelies in the DMs and in general and with my peers and business besties and the ladies inside the mastermind that I'm a part of, when I keep asking people around what CEO means to them and what it means to be a CEO, there's two fundamental things that keep coming back. And it is that point of being able to have that freedom, whether that's financial freedom, time freedom, emotional freedom, whatever type of freedom it is that you crave. Um, and the second always is having a team around them to support them in their mission, allowing them to stay in their zone of genius, meaning they don't have to feel like they're doing all of the things all of the time because let's face it when you go into that startup phase and you just go head first into the business there isn't usually a support system whether unless you know you're working with a coach or a mentor but they're there to coach and mentor as opposed to do the doing in your business and then we find ourselves doing all of the things whether that is actually you know um writing our social content, designing graphics, trying to figure out how to create a web page, whether it is, you know, doing the engagement, building out our programs, invoicing, reconciling finances. And it's just everything becomes so busy. And it's one of the key reasons that I see people get burnt out or stressed out in their business, because it's not sustainable to keep having to do everything over a long period of time. And then we get into this chicken and egg scenario. It's like, but I have to keep doing this stuff to bring in the clients, to bring in that consistency in my revenue and my income to allow me to be able to hire a team. So what we're going to cover off on today, and I've made some notes because there's so much um, awesome content that we can cover around this, and I want to make sure that I'm covering it for you, whether or not you're actually just starting up in business and having that first team member, say it still feels like a distant memory, or whether or not you actually have a team and you're growing your team, or you're thinking, actually, I have all these team members, but I'm still doing a lot of the stuff myself. How is that possible? We're going to dive in today to looking at how to actually get ready to hire someone in your business, how to hire someone in your business, because a lot of us probably have never interviewed, recruited, or hired a member of staff before. So actually, the whole process of bringing somebody into your business and ensuring that you're comfortable with that and recruiting the right person into the business. We're going to be looking at actually how to put it into your financial forecasting and then also how to actually set them up for success. Okay, because that's fundamental more than anything is when you bring a team member into your business is setting them up for success so that they can support you. So first of all, let's dive into getting ready to hire. So there's three core elements that I want to talk to you around getting ready to hire. And there's three core things that you need to think about before you bring someone into your business. Usually the life cycle of bringing um, team members into your business sort of goes VA, general task, can't do this, need to hand it out to someone. Then we get like, okay, now I'm going to add a social media manager on top of that so that I can actually have somebody support me around creating that content that you know engages my audience, builds that know, like, and trust factor whilst giving you the ability then to contribute and show up to that in addition to, I always call it the creative freedom. So that when you have those hits of inspiration, you're not forced to hold them back because you're thinking, oh, I need to use that as a post for next week because, you know, the content's behind or whatever. So you can actually just show up and start 
you know, sharing that content when you have that support in your business. But in order to get to that point in your business of being ready to hire a VA or ready to hire a social media manager, there's a few things that we need to do. And the first thing is get comfortable with the fact that you are going to go from being a solopreneur to a leader in your business. Because the minute that we bring somebody else into that business, the minute that we bring on that team member and the minute that we start to grow our team, we really start to step into that role of actually having to lead others and having that clarity around our vision, our mission and our purpose, being really crystal clear about what we're here to do so we can share that with them and they can embody that in our business too actually empowering people to show up and show up in their zone of genius so that they can support you to grow your business. So the first thing is get comfortable with that shift mentally around, okay, I'm bringing resource into my business. I'm going to prepare myself for this. And that can take the form of future future journaling. So it's scripting, you know, so writing out and journaling on actually what it's like having a team member in your business. So for example, if you're wanting to hire a VA in your business, scripting and saying, oh, it was amazing when I came into the business today, I was able just to hand such and such over to such and such, and they just took it off my plate. My client experience has up-leveled massively since I brought this support into my business. I'm able to communicate clearly with my team around what I need from them, and I'm able to embody my trust in them, to trust them and their skills to do that. So when we start to mentally get ourselves prepared for bringing team members into our business, we really then make that process or that gap a little bit smaller for how to jump from solopreneur to leader in our business. The second way to get prepared to hire team members into your business is to get very clear on what it is you actually need someone to help you with in your business. And I say this a lot, we hire based on what we think we should hire, roles we should hire, um, and for skills and roles and tasks that we think we should be hiring for. Instead of actually stopping, stepping back and looking at what you as the CEO of your business are doing right now. Where is your time being spent in your business? Where are you focusing your time and energy? And what tasks do you really not need to be doing? And there's a really nice exercise that you can use to do this. And I call it the love it, the loathe it and the do it list. And I say, get out a sheet of paper, draw three columns on it, list out every task in your business that you're doing over a period of time. I usually say a week's a good time because usually over the course of a week, we'll cover off most things in our business. So, and then the first column, we're going to write down everything that we're doing right now that we really hate doing. So whether that is scheduling social content, whether that is sending invoices, whether that is designing in Canva, would you write down everything in that first column that you're doing right now that you really hate doing? And then in the second column, I want you, the love it column, I want you to write down everything that you're doing right now that you don't necessarily need to be doing, but you actually really enjoy it right now and you really enjoy doing that. So whether that's showing up and doing, um, you know, writing your content, whether that is, you know, doing your accounts and expenses. Some people really love that to make that connection if we're in terms of financial abundance with doing that and other people hate it and shy away from it. And then in the third column, I want you to list everything that only you and you alone can do in your business. So if you're a coach, only you can coach your clients. Um, if you are um, doing lives, or you're doing, creating content, you have to show up and do the live, right? So list down everything that you're doing in your business right now that only you can do. And then look at that list and get very clear on what it is that you want to outsource first. And that will generally come under the low that column. So we'll generally want to get rid of the things that are in the low that column um, that we want to hand out to somebody else in you know, in our team or bring somebody on to take those tasks. And once you've done that, it doesn't stop there. So we don't just then go out and hire for that role. You can, but this is where I talk about ensuring that you've made the prep for hiring somebody to set them up for success. So if there's a task you're doing right now, like scheduling your email newsletters and you hate doing it, but you do it, 
what I want you to do is the next time you're actually doing that in your business, record yourself doing it and just talk through exactly what you're doing. What we're doing here is creating what I call minimum viable processes. So we're enabling ourselves to capture exactly how we're doing something right now in our business without investing loads of time and energy into it or creating fully blown SOPs, standard operating procedures, which will come later in the process. But really just what I want you to do is capture what you're doing and how you're doing it so that as somebody comes into your business, you can hand that over to them without having to do the handholding okay so that can simply be and people say well what do i have to use to do that so you can use loom click up if you use it as a project management tool it also has a screen capture functionality in it but a really good way to do it is actually using zoom so i will start a zoom call and i will do a screen share and i'll record the zoom calls so if you don't have any of that other software use what you have right now in your business okay use what's available to you and zoom is great for that and you can do it that way and what this does is it takes the information out of your head Okay, and it puts it down on paper or on video so that you can actually share that easily when people come into the business, because this is one of the biggest barriers I see when people bring team members in. Okay, you bring somebody in to free up your time, to allow you to stay in your zone of genius. And that first month, you feel like you're doing more than you've ever done in your business because you need to train them up. You need to share with them exactly how things are being done in the business. And we're going to come on to that a little bit later on. But right now, when you're getting ready to bring somebody into your business, mark out what tasks it is you want to outsource in your business. And then over the next week, two weeks, three weeks, however long it may be, start every single day or every other day or whenever you find yourself doing that task that you do repeatedly, record yourself and talk through it and just sort of say, okay, so I'm clicking this button to do this and I'm clicking this and then I name using this naming convention and you're creating a minimum viable process. If you're hiring a VA, they can then actually take that video and create a written form of that. So you're starting to build out your processes and systems in your business, which are fundamental to sustainable growth. So that is the first element of it. Prepare mentally, get your systems in place. And then the third part is financially forecast bringing team members into your business. And this is really important because visually, when we look at our accounts after we hire a team member, and I remember the first time I did it too, I'm not immune to this going, oh my goodness, my cash in hand, or you know, my net profits went down massively this month, because of course you're adding an additional resource to your team, okay? So you're adding more outgoings. But what I want you to remember, and I always talk about this as an inverted water flow diagram. So you're you're charting along and you've got a really good chunk of cash coming into the business, you know, you've got lots of good sales and your expenses are down here, and you're tracking along, and then all of a sudden you hire a team member and your expenses go up. So this gap in the middle of the cash goes down. And what I see a lot is entrepreneurs panic. They panic because they think, oh my goodness, I've suddenly lost this income coming into my business. My expenses are going up, but my sales are remaining the same. But what I want you to remember is that when you do that, when you hire that team member and you go through that little gap in the interim, that's going to free up your time exponentially to bring on more clients, to grow your business. So that gap starts to widen again. And that will happen every single time you hire in your business. You'll have that little period of actually, oops, little bit of constriction, but that allows for more exponential growth. So when you actually financially forecast and get ready for that in your business, you're much more mentally prepared for it. You know what's happening. And when, it, when you see it at the end of the month, you know that actually, do you know what? You can connect to the fact that that is just short term for long term growth. So those are three ways to prep to get team members into your business. Now I want to talk to you a little bit about actually hiring team members into your business. If you 
you've never actually been in a management role or a senior management role in corporate, you may have never recruited anybody in your life before. You may never have actually managed anybody if you weren't in a management role. And that's totally okay. But if you don't know what you don't know, it's really important to understand how to hire into your business for long-term success. I have recruited many team members over my years in business and I actually worked for the professional body for HR for five and a half years. So I learned quite a lot about building sustainable teams, building strong teams, hiring talent into your business. And in this, you know, space that we're in today, I see a lot of people just hiring based off Facebook groups. I see a lot of people hiring off peer recommendations. I see a lot of people hiring off what other people are telling them has worked for them in their business. But what I want to remind you is that the tasks on your list and the skills that you need in your business won't always be what somebody else needs in their business. So if somebody says, oh my goodness, that VA is amazing, or oh my goodness, that person's great at that, or that person's really good with that. I want you to think about, is that what I'm recruiting for in my business? Because whilst they're working out really, really, really well for that person, if they don't have the skills and the experience that you need for the particular tasks that you've outlined in your business to get off your plate, then there's going to be a disconnect there. So think about actually who you're hiring for and what you're hiring for. And there's so much good talent out there. And I'm not slating Facebook groups or I'm not slating peer recommendations. I've hired from peer recommendations all the time, but I make sure that I have a phone call, at least a video call with that person. If I'm thinking about hiring them into my business, I give them a clear brief for the role. So get ready, brief out what it exactly is you need. Is it skills, what skills you need, what roles you want them to do, and actually having a video call with them and talking through that and getting to know them and getting to see if you actually vibe with the person is really key as well. But don't be afraid to ask as well if they would mind doing sort of like a practice task for you or if you if they would mind actually implementing something for you so you can see what it would be like to work together. So when I hired my um, social media manager, I remember we had a call and I told her about the values of my business, the mission, the vision for my business. And I could see very clearly from the way she was engaging with me and looking at her content and looking at her website, there was a really clear alignment there in, in both of our missions for our business. So I knew she'd be a really good fit to the team, but I also wanted to make sure then that she was able to encompass what the business was about, my brand messaging around actually building out my brand message for the business and actually working with her to get her to create three sample posts. And she went off and she created three sample posts and she sent them back to me. And you want to know what? They weren't 100% and I didn't expect them to be because you can't expect somebody to come into your business, pick up your language straight away and run with it. But what I saw there was the fact that she had very clearly picked up the key themes. She picked up the language. She had picked up what I needed her to work with me on. And I knew that we could work together over time to build that into a really, really sustainable relationship in the business. There's two elements there that really helped with that success is number one, I had given her what she needed. So I had done the brand messaging. I had done the, you know, the work on the brand messaging. I got very clear about that and created a brand playbook so that she could come into my business and pick that brand messaging up and run with it. So I put the processes in place and what she needed, give her the tools that she needed to be able to do that. Um, and I also set out standard operating procedures for how we create content. I set out standard operating procedures for how we use brand colors um, in, in the business so that, you know, I didn't have to keep going back and forward and wasting time and going, oh yeah, it's here or yeah, you'll find that there. So it's really good to have those in place when you're bringing somebody in to your team. But yeah, so hiring for skill, don't be afraid to ask them to do a, a, a task for you before you hire them into your team. And also in addition to that, um, when you bring them into the business, 
Get very clear with them about what you need from them. So get very clear about setting what success looks like. Um, and this is, is really important. So you've hired them into your business. They're a good fit and you're bringing them in. So now you've got your first team member, your second team member, your third member. Awesome. Your team is growing. You're stepping out of that solopreneur into that CEO role. So how do you set them up for success? How do we make sure that this person helps elevate you out of the weeds of your business and to stay into your zone of genius? And again, there's three things here that I want to talk to you about. Number one is set the expectation. So tell them what success looks like. Work with this person say, okay, so Every month we need this to happen. These are the key tasks that I need you to do. This is how I need them to be done. This is what success looks like for me. And this is how we do things in order to maintain that standard that we're at at the minute. They are also an expert in their field, okay? So you gotta remember, if you're gonna pay for an expert, let them be the expert. So we have to learn to let go of the control. And the only way that we can honestly let go of that control and give that trust and autonomy to our team is, of course, trust is built over time. Um, but you should have a level of trust there if you followed the hiring process of actually bringing them into your business. Um, is just basically outlining for them what their KPIs are. And KPIs are key performance indicators. And this is where people can actually start to feel really uncomfortable because again, it gets into this role of, you know, equal to actually managing somebody. But if you're paying somebody to deliver a service for you and your business and you're bringing them into your team, you've got to let them do that role. You've got to let them be that person. You've got to let them be the expert, but you've got to give them what they need in order to do that. So set them up for success. Be very clear what it is you need from them, um, what processes are in place that they have there to use. Give them all access to all the files and folders that they need to do that. So they don't have to keep coming back and forward and back and forward and asking you, do we have this? Where is that? Um, and have a call with them, an onboarding call to onboard them into the business and walk through all of that. Walk through everything that you expect from them as part of your team member and get all those questions out of the way up front and then let them do their job. Let them do what you are paying them to do. So often I see people as they build out teams and I have been guilty of this in the past and I will absolutely always put my hand up and say that is you bring somebody into the team and if you haven't set them up for success, so if you haven't given them what they need and then they start coming back and forward and asking for where do I find this, where is that, um, we can fall into that trap of, oh, it's quicker, I'll just do it myself this once. No, 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 no. At that point, if you find yourself saying that, I want you to ask yourself a question. What does this person need to be able to do their role effectively? What am I not giving them that they need so that they can autonomously go off and do what it is I need them to do? Don't fall into that sort of, I'll do it, it's fine, I'll just do it. Stop, reflect, and then put in place what you need to put in place to have that person doing the role effectively for you. And then the trust and the autonomy, giving up that trust or giving up that ownership of tasks is key. So learning to actually say, okay, you're part of my team, I trust you, and I am actually worthy of receiving this support. So this is a mindset thing as well. When we hire team members and then we go into that period of growth and we're out of that startup phase and we have our first hire and we're so excited and then all of a sudden we start to sabotage it because we're like, I'm not worthy of this support. I'm not worthy of receiving support in my business. Um, and this comes back to a limiting belief or a mindset shift that we need to make around allowing ourselves to receive support. So I encourage you if you find yourself, you know, in that place of, I'll just do it myself, I'll do it quicker. Oh gosh, my client's gonna see that. I need to make sure that I'm doing that. I need to make sure I'm doing this. If you're handing stuff off and then taking it back, there's a good likelihood that the two there's one of two things that are um, at play there. Number one, you haven't got the right processes in place and systems in place to enable that person to autonomously go and do that role. Or number two, you need to work on your mindset around allowing yourself to receive the support you are paying for. So that is everything that I have. Um, for you today around actually getting ready to hire, 
how to hire into your business. It's probably a little bit more we could have went in there around to how to hire, but there is lots of really good resources out there or, you know, systems like, um, I know a lot of people use like Upwork or Fiverr or using your, your network. Definitely do use your network. I'm not saying don't use your network, but what I'm saying is if somebody gives you a recommendation, don't just take it blindly like, yes, that person's good for me too. Think about what you need that person to do and if their skills are aligned to your needs as well. Um, and then when you're welcoming them into your business, set them up and yourself up for success. Because remember, they're there to help you stay in your zone of genius by them operating in their zone of genius. Um, and what we'll finish up with is the fact that ensuring that you have a team around you and building a team to allow you to elevate yourself out of the doing of all things to actually staying in your zone of genius is a form of self-care. And prioritizing you at first in your business so that you can build those CEO habits that elevate you into that role, that make you stop feeling like an employee, that make you actually show up unapologetically, you and energized and excited because burnout and overwhelm is one of the biggest killers of, you know, people's fire for passion. You know, passion is that fire in your belly that gets you started. But actually looking after yourself, if you don't have you and you aren't on top form, you don't have a business, you are the CEO of your business. You have to look after yourself. I have loved speaking with you today, my lovelies, about this topic. And I'd love to know what has resonated with you, what has struck a chord, or what your findings are when you implement this within your business. So make sure and come and connect with me and uh, let me know how you've got on.